Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. From the New England Patriots, he is Matthew Judon. What is your take on this Chicago Bears offense? They have one of the top running games in the league. Montgomery powers in! And then they also have a quarterback that has learned that. Keeper fields for the touchdown! No, I don't see that. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NBC Sports Patriots insider Tom Curran. Colts writer for The Athletic, Zach Kiefer. Coming up from Cobra Kai and author of the new book, Waxing On, Ralph Macchio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of The Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great conversations about the two quarterback I mean, you call them controversies uh, in New England. I mean, you got a guy in Bill Belichick who puts velvet ropes around so-called controversies that's, that would normally break up another team or disrupt another team's locker room. He just takes the oxygen straight out of everything. Uh, and Tom Curran was on an hour number one and basically said it's probably going to be Mac Jones on Sunday against the Jets, and it'll be Mac for the rest of the year, and we'll see what you have in Zappy sometime next uh, summer. Okay. Last night was just so wild that it was like Max back. You had your Mac to the Future shirt on. Max back. Yeah, I was pumped. Max back, and he's out there and he's running for first downs and he's looking pretty good. And then he throws an interception. Then all of a sudden, Zappy's coming in, and because you heard all the people in the stands screaming for Zappy, like he's Brady. For real. I mean, serious. Like Mac Jones last year never happened. And Twitter's blowing up because the first two possessions are touchdowns. Patriots have the lead, and you're thinking, Max never taking another snap for New England. And then the rest it of it really the, felt like honestly, that. Honestly, like 14, this is 10, you're like, it's the Mac Jones era is over. I had no idea at the time over. that this was part of the plan, except for the fact that in, you know Schefter's retweeting his pregame tweet saying, look for both tonight. Right. And it was part of the plan to have both t- in the game, although – if they were playing both, the fact that you insert Zappy the minute Mac Jones throws an interception yeah, makes it optics. look like this yeah, is exactly. for performance. Right. And then as Zappy's beginning to perform very well, and then the tide starts to turn, you're even seeing, I saw a few tweets saying that maybe Zappy could be traded by New England to some team that wants needs a quarterback. Man, friends were texting me like, they were like, maybe the Panthers will take Mac Jones. And I'm just like, we're trading Mac Jones now? (laughs) He went from savior to expendable in the span of like a quarter and a half. (laughs) 
That was nuts last night. We talked about it with Tom Curran. And then it wiped completely off the map. The story about what the Colts are doing at quarterback. Matt Ryan out. Sam Ellinger in. Nick Foles elevated to number two at the position. Zach Kiefer of the Athletic, who covers the Colts and has for almost a decade, is saying he said Matt Ryan's not going to take another snap as quarterback in Indianapolis if everyone else stays healthy. Over. He won't take another snap there. Wow. That's something. NFL stands for not for long. Not for long. Big time. Ralph Macchio is going to join us in about 17 minutes time. Yes, sir. He's going to be joining uh, us to talk about his book, Waxing On, The Karate Kid and Me, talking about getting the role and playing the role now um, 40 years later. Uh, on the hit series Cobra Kai. And I asked him, and this is part of a Zoom I did after the show yesterday, you got to stay tuned for the Joe Pesci story. I'm like, give me your favorite Joe Pesci story. And he told it, and it's great. <laughs> you know, obviously from my cousin Vinny. Talked a little outsiders. We've had C. Thomas Howell and Rob Lowe on this show talked yeah. about it there. and We now have another member of that cast. One of my favorite movies. So he tells some good stories about that, yeah. too. So stay tuned for it. You have no choice. You're sitting right here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Thank you very much. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We, we we're continuing uh, our, our world of um, having Bears fans who call in, loving the team, or concerned about their team, scream the word Eberflus at the top of their lungs. Yeah, Seriously, Bears fans, please call right now. 844-204-RICH. Let's go. Down. Got some time for your phone call. Adam is a Bears fan. You're going to talk to him in the back. There you go. Just call up and say Eberflus and hang up on him if that's what you'd like. <laughs> that would be amazing. Code word Eberflus. Prince Eber, Eberflus in a can. <laughs> you didn't expect that one to come out as a little snort. <laughs> TJ, TJ, exactly. A little snort. I was thinking like instead of Fidelio, the password would <laughs> be Eberflus. Eberflus. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Is that the password to the house? Let's take Griffin in Houston, Texas. Let's take a phone call. What's up, Griffin? Griff. Reach Eisen, it's nice to hear from you. I'm sorry I couldn't help but call you Reach Eisen because I always find that story. Uh, yeah, funny. but that that uh, was I got that nickname in the best ball. Um, Reach, Reach you know, a, a fantasy draft. Uh, Josh, for, Allen, for, uh, Josh Allen in Cooper Cup, right? They're on for taking Josh Allen. How I, I took Reach. I took Josh Allen third or fourth because it would be another, uh, you know, twelve picks till I was picking, and I wanted to get him. I mean, it was probably 15 yeah, picks, and it was two hours per pick. It was probably going to be another actual calendar day till I had a shot to get him. I got him. How, I am, I, how am I looking now? Thank you. I, I can't believe it was two hours. Thank you, Griffin. Uh, What's on your mind? I will say, uh, I will say I'm not having the greatest football life right now. One, I'm a youth football coach, and we're 0-7. Hang in there. We got our last game coming up for Saturday, so we're trying to get our first win. Are the kids and having also, fun, Griffin? Are the kids having fun? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Rich. That's I've it. always wanted to be a football coach That's and it. building relationships with these sixth graders. It's been absolutely awesome. That's it. Amazing. Good for you. We'll never take that for granted. However, uh, as a Browns fan of 20 years, uh, I believe this to say that there's been teams who have had terrible starts. Colts in 2018, 1-5. 49ers last year, two and four. My question to you is: Do you think, despite being two and five on a four-game losing streak, with a 2020 Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski, could they still turn it around? 
That's my question for you. Rick. Um, I, of course, they could turn it around. Um, the 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 answer the, the 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 true question is: Will they turn it around? And um, right. I I don't think they will. Um, I think that they're you know they might finish strong, and that might be what the season's all about. And thanks for the call there, Griffin. I mean, that might be what the season's all about: is when Watson returns for them in week number. Let me get this right. It'll be week um, fourteen. Okay because they're going to have this game against Cincinnati and then four more before he returns because they have a bye. Um, so, they, yeah, they're going to have to – or he returns in week 14, week 13 at Houston, right? That's when he returns? Yeah, week, yeah. week 14. It's week 13 for them at Houston. So once he returns there, their last six games – Finishing strong so they feel good for next year. That may be what what this is about because I have a feeling Joe Burrow is going to go in the Battle of Ohio and show them what's what what time it is. What time is it? <laughs> Joe Burrow, by the way, our first guest on tomorrow's program. Joe Burrow. Uh, and then Cleveland goes on a bye. Then they're at Miami and at Buffalo before hosting Tom Brady. And then that's when Watson returns. Watson. They might be what? Three and eight without Watson. Entirely possible they're two and nine. Yeah. Even if they're even if they're four and seven. You know, can they make that run for that seven seed? I I, I kind of doubt it. Which brings me, how about that for a segue? I wasn't even expecting that. We were talking before the the show. We were talking, Jim. Yeah. Uh, we we were talking about how um, seven weeks in. What what could we do to talk about? The NFL. And we're like, okay. Seven weeks in, which team do you think is going to wind up as the seventh seed at the end of the season? Because we're already seeing in the NFC East two teams that have records that would be leading other divisions. (laughs) Not in first place because that's where the lone remaining undefeated team entering week eight through seven weeks resides. So that means... Barring a complete collapse, two spots are going to be taken in the playoffs by a second and third place team in one division. Can things change? Of course. I'm just talking about right now after seven weeks. And then you look in the AFC, it's kind of wide open. When you look at the team in the best position for the wild card are my Jets. And they've won four in a row the last three in which Zach Wilson hasn't thrown a single touchdown pass. So you got to wonder how sustainable that is, certainly since they have now lost Brees Hall and they've lost Elijah Vera Tucker. So they lost their, by the way, best running back and best offensive lineman just like that. They did pick up James Robinson, and I love that aggressive maneuver by Joe Douglas. They went ahead, boom, right away. And don't wait. Don't wait for the trade deadline to hit next Tuesday. Get him now, get him up to speed, and throw him at Belichick whose defense just gave up 243 rush yards. Go for it. But how sustainable is it for the Jets? I need NFL Films music, Mike Del Tufo. Through seven weeks, Chris Brockman, I need a seven seed from you, and I need a seven seed from you in the AFC and the NFC, and we have an actual drop for this sort of thing. No way. Yeah. We haven't done this segment in a while. Let's crystal ball it. Hey. You know, I tell you, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no idea. (laughs) That's it. Great job. That was Mike Zimmer, right? 
I like it. You. By the way, great, great music, too. Well done. Um, I'm about it. We have it. a crystal ball. Let's go. The only one in the NFL. We have it here. I think we need to go on Amazon and order one. I'm going to get one, Rich. Thank you, Mike. Are, are you are you on the on the crystal ball front, then? I'm on the crystal ball. Uh, I will get the crystal ball. And what ball you should do, you go to HR. Yes. And uh, and then, you know. Um, Accounts receivable? Yes. Yeah. Go to cat. I'll find cat. Bring the receipt, and uh, and you'll, be, you'll, get, you'll get TJ's reimbursed. TJ's definitely not accounts receivable, because Brockman doesn't, didn't pay him I'll money. I'll take care so. of Okay, very good. you got to figure out who it is. Brockman, you're first. Head of HR. Head of HR. You're first. I need a seventh seed. Yeah, you're first. Yeah, you're first. Seventh seed for the AFC. Seventh seed in the NFC, you go. All right, I'll start in the NFC, Rich. I actually think there's not going to be a lot of shakeup. So the Rams are your current seventh seed, but I think they're out. Uh, All six teams above them, I think, make the playoffs. I like San Francisco to leap up, but win the division. So my seventh seed are going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Dude. You think Kyle Shanahan should get the can? Like, you think his hot seat should be hot? I do. You don't believe in him, and you think he's going to win the division? I think in spite of him, Ah. uh, they're going to win the division. Okay, and so the Seahawks wind up They have too much talent, and San Francisco's really banged up on D right now. So I think when they eventually get healthy, they're going to end up overtaking So Pete makes the playoffs. So Pete's going to end up making the playoffs, I think. Okay. They're they're not going to ask Geno to win games, but Kenneth Walker is the real deal, so I think he's going to be in the carry. Now, in the AFC, I think there's going to be a lot of shakeup here. Cincinnati's currently out, but I do think they win the North. But Baltimore's also good, so I think they're good enough to be a wild card. Looking at the uh, schedules of the remaining teams, I don't think the Jets' success is sustainable, and I don't think the Chargers, your current seven seed, is sustainable either. They have a really tough schedule. I think Miami stays in. They're a playoff team. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I actually like the move Indianapolis is making going to Sam Ellinger. I think he can unlock that offense in ways that Matt Ryan couldn't. And I think they sneak in. I'm going Colts 7th seed. Look at you. Okay. So your 7th seed, you believe, when it's all said and done, making the call after Week 7, Seahawks, NFC, Colts, AFC. That's what I'm saying. TJ, you're up now. You're on the clock. You know, just looking at this, man, this was kind of hard to come up with, but I'm looking at the team right now that's currently 3-4, and four, and it's not looking good. But they've got a guy at the helm who I've just seen work magic and do wonders year after year and time after time. And personally, I'm not ready to uh, read him his last rights yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I figure they're going to get five, at least five more wins this year. Maybe six. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. So you're Ooh. taking Aaron Rodgers as the seventh seed in the NFC when it's wow. all said and done. I kind of, how, okay. how can we write this guy off, man? No matter how bad they're looking right now, and no matter, I mean, look, Brockman and I could probably at least have two, three catches yeah. in that wide receiver Absolutely. court, but I can't write this dude off. I've seen him do too much. I got you. Okay, you know? what else you got? Um, And now in the AFC, again, this was tough, but you know what? There's a team that this show was really high on. Oh, let me just say someone in particular on this show was really high on the entire preseason. It's not going that well for them right now, but I'm looking at the team. There's talent there. I think they're going to get it turned around. I'm going to go with the Raiders. TJ's NFL AFC 7th seed prediction. Okay. Wow. And I don't even know why. I just, I just gotta. Sometimes you know, head or gut, you gotta reach down in your gut and go with what your gut says. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it, TJ. Put a pin in it. I'll tell you why. 
Uh, here are my seven seeds. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with the Rams, your current seven seed. Oh, really? I still can't quit this team. I will not quit this team. And I believe something's going to happen in the next week. I don't have any insight. Les Snead doesn't just sit on his hands when he has an opportunity to try and win something. And I think deep down, they still feel like they can win something. And they were in on McCaffrey. They were. They had a better That's, offer. Uh, they, they were in on McCaffrey. And I think that they're not going to sleep on what they can do over the next week. And they may even lose to the 49ers this week. And I still believe in this team. They, they're the defending champs. There's still some right stuff that's there on every level. They just got to get healthier up front and stop having offensive linemen carted off, man. And I, do, I am genuinely concerned about the Packers um, and their ability to get that seventh seed. And then in the AFC, you stole my thunder, TJ, but that is just fine. Because the autumn wind <laughs> is indeed a pirate. Okay. And because they are two and four right now, I'm still seeing the stuff that I thought resided in them to cause me to choose them to win the division. I am that ship is now sailed. Okay. <laughs> that pirate ship is now completely sailed. That that I I I'm, I don't know how many mea culpas to my buddy Stone Street and Kansas City fans I can make. Arr. That's done. They're not catching Kansas City. No, but what I'm tragedy. seeing, I didn't even see Josh Jacobs turning into Emmett Smith in front in front of my eyes. I didn't see that one. No, I, I didn't see him I, turning into Zeke of 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 prime Zeke. I was ready to rate him off. He has been dynamite, and we haven't even seen Darren Waller yet. Mm-hmm. I assume he still plays football in the manner that caused him to be generationally paid. I hope so. And I, I I believe it. I believe in this team. I don't know why they're sending Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys I out just, of nowhere. Like they got, defensive, they got defensive tackles that they could just give away. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Not terribly pleased to hear that, but they well, must have their own reason. They must know their own depth personally, chart. though. Well, you know? I mean, it definitely does affect an ability to, to to make a playoff run from two and four, which they currently are. So, yeah, that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it. And my Jets, all they got to do is go 500, pal, for the rest of the way. Just go five and five, and that's a 10 win season, and that should be enough to make these playoffs. Tough schedule. And I don't believe in the Chargers. I need to see a little bit more out of them. They have a tough schedule, too. So. Those are my seven seeds. Good stuff, gents. I like it. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your calls before the end of the show, but uh, sit back and enjoy the conversation you're about to hear with the great Ralph Macchio. Some great pop culture conversation with the man who brought us all of the great times from movies to TV in The Karate Kid and now a book. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's very important that you know your numbers for your business's success, certainly in times where you need the visibility and the control for your business. And there are over 31,000 businesses that have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. This is why 93% of customers say they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. So what are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. This man's been on the show before, but in studio, uh, he's in New York right now, uh, where he resides. He's the uh, pride of Huntington, New York. Ralph Macchio, the great Ralph Macchio from back in the day with uh, Karate Kid and now in the day with Cobra Kai. He's out with a new book, and I chatted with him on Zoom. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show is a gentleman who uh, appeared in our studio a few years ago, and right now he is back here uh, with a book version of the movie and the TV show that has been just terrific to remember with the movie and then relive and watch uh, with the television show Cobra Kai. The book called Waxing On, The Karate Kid and Me is available now wherever you get your books. Ralph Macchio here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Ralph? I'm great, Rich. Thanks for having me, man. So Thanks. We, we, got, we got the book, right? Um, yep. And uh, why the book? Let's get to the, let's get that right off the bat. Well, it was, um, <clears throat> You know, I felt I had a unique story. I'm sure everyone starts this off with the say, well, I felt I had the unique story, but I, right. I really have something with, uh, you know, uh, I've been asked for a couple of years now, even before Cobra Kai hit, would you ever write about the making of that film that has been so inspirational and impactful for decades and, you know, became part of pop culture and sort of a celebratory look back at the film uh, and pop culture, my life and all that. And when you know cobra kai hit and now 
um, and then the pandemic hit. Now I had, okay, what am I going to do now? You know, we're on lockdown. I started to write down chapter titles and I started to write down little paragraphs of the journey and walking in these shoes and, and sort of what I've gained from it through my life and what the experiences have been and the sort of behind the scenes, never been told stories of the making of how you catch a fly with chopsticks or the casting of Arnold from Happy Days Now, the great Pat Morita is Mr. Miyagi. I mean, how those things came to fruition, because when I tell those stories over a cup of coffee or at dinner, everyone just leans in. And I knew I had that. I had a, an interest. But what what really kicked it uh, to another level is having the relevance. So it's nostalgia and contemporary relevance at the same time. And that's quite unique. And and so it's kind of only a story I can tell what it's been like walking in those shoes, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, but ultimately the embrace at the end of it of this gift that has kept on giving. Why do you think the Karate Kid is so popular, Ralph? Um, because it it it's a combination of things in my view. Why it works and has stood the test of time as a piece of storytelling is it... It works on a human level. The themes are still relatable. Um, mentorship, bullying, uh, you know, fatherless teen, single parenting, moving to a new town, fish out of water, overcoming obstacles, good over evil. You could check down a bunch of boxes and that in storytelling, those are good human relatable stories, uh, themes. Um the pop culture of it all, what the internet has done, what what get them a body bag memes, what sweep the leg, why I hear that at every sporting event or, you know, get them a, you know, or, or you know, you know, the wax on of it all. I mean, uh, just the the Mr. Miyagi magic of it, that secret sauce of that character, which really is the Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi is what separates it from just another you know, an 80s overcoming obstacle kid teen movie. That's that adds another dimension. So, I mean, it's all those pieces, I think, why it has stood the test of time. And then, of course, is the kick legal or not? You know, then it becomes well, something else. We know it's not legal, Ralph. I mean, we know <laughs> that kick is not a legal kick, right? Right, right, right. Whatever, whatever it takes to continue the discussion for decades <laughs> on end is what it is. I think, so, I think, you know, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. no, it's great. I, so what, how did it come across your desk, your agent, your world back in the day, the script for you? Um, I was, uh, yeah, I just come off the film, uh, The Outsiders, which was a big, big break for me and a great role um, in a Francis Ford, Co Francis Ford Coppola movie with a couple of actors that might have worked since. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting in, as I write it in the book, I'm sitting in this faux leather black beanbag chair with shag carpeting in my room and the phone rings loud, a typical you know, dial phone that I still had. I might've been push button by then. That's, that's how behind the times I pick it up. And they said, there's a, a script uh, called the karate kid being made by the guy who made Rocky. The first thing I said was karate kid. Is this an after school special, a cartoon? Right. What is, what kind of title is that? Uh, clearly one that I would be carrying for the rest of my life <laughs> that I didn't know at the time. And um, they were sending a script uh to read uh, for, I didn't know if it was the director or the casting director at that point. And um, 
they don't then i'm on the train from from long island to on the long island uh, railroad heading to new york city to meet with john avelson who directed uh, rocky of of all movies and and uh our, my first reading with him is actually you can see it on youtube he posted it years later um and it's really kind of remarkable to see daniel larusso was daniel larusso from from jump street you know? and when did pat morita get hooked up he was there was more resistance uh, there was certainly resistance to him because of the um i think jerry weintraub the late great producer yeah. is a larger than life producer jerry weintraub was like i remember him he was a catskills comic there's no way he's gonna be in this picture you know they were looking at tashiro mafune or you know these uh great akira kawasawa you know seventh samurai actors because Miyagi had humor written into the role, but it, he also had great dramatic depth. So you wouldn't, it's amazing because there is nobody else but Pat Morita. I mean, and it was John Avildsen and his uh, casting director that pushed for that and forced everyone to to see Pat's tape. And uh, and then it was about putting us in a room together. And it was, it was instant ease of chemistry i don't know how to I, that's how i describe it it really i call i call pat and his uh, soulful magic uh that's what it was when i worked with him it sounds corny and all that other stuff but it was just easy and natural you know well written certainly um but there was just something a little little magic dust there and it's still you know when i see those scenes they still have that you know. Ralph Macchio here on the Rich Eisen Show. His new book, Waxing On, The Karate Kid and Me, is available now wherever you get your books. I want to rewind to our part of this conversation about The Outsiders. What in the world was that like? I mean, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I've spoken about this with C. Thomas Howell and also with Rob Lowe on my show. And mm -hmm. he, he said, that it, you know, it was like a fraternity in college. Yeah. It was like your college years together. Yeah. Uh, in a way, uh, what about your recollection of being on that set? Yeah, well, I mean, it was, listen, it was the movie everyone wanted to be in or every young actor wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I read the book in seventh grade. So I, you know, it was beyond dream come true time. And, and obviously Coppola having seen The Godfather at that point and knowing what that was, it was like, you know, I'm in... I'm at Yankee Stadium, if you will. You know, this is not an out-of-town tryout. You know, it really felt like, you know, the big time, right? Um, and there was a competitiveness with all the guys, you know, one one better looking and more athletic than the next. But I was written, you know, the character I played was kind of the runt of the litter and the lost puppy dog kind of uh, a great character, Johnny Cade. He gets to say, stay gold, pony boy, which is... You know, when you think of some of the, the iconic lines from Karate Kid or even My Cousin Vinny, another one that has a couple of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's really amazing. I've got, had a few of those films that have had yeah. those great, great cinematic lines of dialogue. But working, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I just stopped in on the book tour. And I was actually sitting with S.E. Hinton in front of wow. 1,200 uh, people who came to buy the back Waxing On book and just had a nice conversation three days ago. Um, so I still did like a kindred spirit with with all those guys and um, and Francis as well. There's just it's where it started for so much of so many of us. You know, it was a um, everybody was very um, um, focused and obviously with Francis at the helm, 
you wanted to please you want you positioned yourself you know these are young actors the stallions waiting to you know when they load those horses in before the you know they they start the the uh, preakness or the kentucky derby that's kind of how it was on the first day of shooting you know um i took it very seriously if anything i almost took it too seriously at first because i was putting so much weight in this you know this role that i was sure i was going to win an oscar for just like you know you have all these these dreams going forward um but it's really one that i am proud to have on the resume that goes without saying is it true you got kicked out of a hotel because you guys trashed something in the lobby yeah, well those yeah listen i'm sure this is rob's story or tommy's story i was always the guy i write this in the book i was the guy that i think they was trying to get a t-shirt made for me that said do not disturb uh <laughs> because i would always have the do not disturb i'd have my, my boom box playing blessing springsteen or cheap trick uh and and that's what i was doing i was just you know that was my thing um and uh like i said i i alluded to that i took it a little too seriously at first so i was i was the guy that was like just focused on the work but we we had some uh fun at the tulsa excelsior it's now the double tree it will <laughs> never be the same but here's here's one little story i will give you i was back yes. in tulsa a couple of years back because mm -hmm. I, I always like returning there because it's really that's where it all kind of began, you sure. know, and and uh, and I went to the Doubletree Hotel, uh, which was the Tulsa Excelsior, because that sixth floor, it was like me, Dylan, Cruz, Rob Lowe, Amelia. I mean, one floor. Could you imagine, <laughs> you know, all basic like double bed kind of hotel rooms? And I went and I got out the elevator and my room, the door was open and the cleaning person was cleaning the room. And I I walked in there just for a second and it was. It was like, I mean, I didn't recognize they changed the room, but yet it felt like I'd been there before. It was really interesting. That's an exclusive. You're the first person I told that yeah, story to, but good. it was like, it was quite emotional, nostalgic in a way. So I seem, I seem to t find ways of taking the nostalgia and making it contemporary. So yes, that's you've what done I'm doing. You've done a great job of that. There's no question about that. Uh, and before we return to um, the book and obviously Cobra Kai, What's your favorite Joe Pesci story? What do you got for me? Give me one. You got one? I got a good Joe Pesci story for you. Okay. I mean, I got a I got a couple of them, but my favorite one is uh <laughs> my favorite one is my wife and I are driving back. Uh, it is the first day of shooting on my cousin Vinny. Uh, no, no, they were having a little uh uh, you know, celebration party the night before we started shooting. And we were in Georgia um and we were running running a little bit late. Um, so I was driving back and they were, we were in this area, Monticello, Georgia, there was deer all over the place and the sun was starting to set and I'm driving and I'm we're, we're behind schedule. I'm driving a turn and I wind up hitting a deer and my wife is hysterical, right? Because it, you know, it's traumatic. You hit a, you hit a deer, what's going to end? The deer disappeared down this embankment. I didn't know what happened. She's like, she just cried like this. And I'm trying to calm her down and we pull up to our condo and uh, that was renting there for the film. And Joe comes out, Pesci comes out. He goes, what's the matter? What's the matter? You know, he wants to know what's wrong. And he's, I, my wife's like, we hit a deer. And he, and I was like, I, 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 Joe, I tried to stop. And he said, don't worry about it. It happens to everybody. You know, he was really nurturing and wonderful. And he gave my wife a hug. He gave me a hug. He said, I'm going to go up to the thing, meaning the party. And I said, all right, we'll be up there in a minute. He said, don't worry about it. He gets in his car, takes off. It was on a cul-de-sac. He goes around the cul-de-sac with the car. And he just hits the brakes like, Argh! And you just see the red lights and then he reverses the wheels 
backs up, opens the window and goes, dear killer, you effing dear killer. And he takes back off and goes up the thing. So there's my there's my great uh, Pesci story. One of many. I know I took a long time to get to it. Oh, that's I fantastic. That's but fantastic. It's a great, he just he just set us up and he's he's a spectacular actor. And my God, my cousin Vinny is one that it's the late for dinner movie, man. If it's on, you're going to be late for dinner. Yeah, I call that a remote drop. You know, you got to drop the remote no matter where you're picking it up. And, you know, this sounds like a very L.A. thing. What I'm about to say is but I, I joined a golf club out here and it's Pesci's, too. Uh-huh. He's there all the time. And yep. I brought my kids one time and they were like starstruck. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, did my wife show them Raging Bull or Goodfellas without <laughs> letting me know? Home and Alone. Then, Maybe Home Alone. That's what it was. And yeah. they were like, it's the guy from Home Alone. And he goes up to kids who are like that at the club and he leans into him and he says, I didn't break into your house <laughs> yet. And he's, <laughs> he's great. He's great. That's you know, one of the greatest things. What a it's amazing, man. Um, so Cobra Kai, the success of that as well, because as you pointed out, the fact that we're talking contemporary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you think makes it work this time around about contemporizing it? Do you think, Ralph? Because you and and uh, Billy Zapka are you know terrifically matched to this mm-hmm. day you know and yeah. it's so much fun to watch we had martin cove on the show just a few weeks ago to promote oh, the latest season and yeah. by the way him telling sly stallone stories yeah. viral <laughs> it just it, I, i'm i'm wondering what you think the as you referred to it special sauces for that too. yeah i think um uh credit goes to these three writers um who created the show john Hurwitz, uh hayden slasberg and, and josh heald they are Karate Kid super fans. They know every piece, every nook, cranny, and fabric from the original films. And they they never lose sight of the themes, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. that that sustained uh, that. And yet they've created um, a heightened world, a karate soap opera, if you will, that has elements of a superhero <laughs> story but yet but yet is grounded in still those same same themes and they they have added layers of backstory to characters listen karate kid is very black and white good over evil mm. daniel san miyagi good crease johnny lawrence bad right cobra kai your allegiance can change episode to episode but even though the intentions are are good with almost every character they're they're falling forward skinning their knees slipping um, you, 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 there's a little bit of good and a little bit of bad in everyone. And I think the secret sauce is taking, not losing sight of the, the, if, if there's a word called belovedness mm-hmm. or what we love about these characters and then enhancing that and, um, and adding other uh, layers and colors to it. And they do a beautiful job of that. And then there, uh, then the OG folks coming back, whether it's Elizabeth Shue or Tamlin Tamita or Yuji Okamoto or, Randy Heller, who played my mom, they, you know, she comes back from the original film. And the fans just love it because they're and they're all knocking it out of the park. No question. And um, season five just released in September, all available on Netflix, started off on YouTube. And now mm-hmm. it's a Netflix staple, Cobra Kai. So I, I apologize if I wrap up this interview by asking the same question I asked you years ago when you were on the set. But uh, it, it escapes me if I did. Do you consider The Karate Kid a sports movie? Ralph? 
I do. I write. I write to that in the uh, in in the uh, in the book in the waxing on book because I mean yes. So if you look at it, uh, is Rocky a sports movie or is Rocky a love story? Mm-hmm. Um, is Karate Kid a father and son story or is it a sports movie? Is Hoosiers a sports movie? Yeah. Is is Field of Dreams a sports movie? I would say so. I don't know. So here here's my thing. Karate Mm. is not necessarily as popular as baseball, football, you know, even hockey for that matter. If you say you take a movie like Miracle, Um, is Slapshot a sports movie? I guess so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so I think there's an, you know, um, I'll say one thing, and this is exactly what I wrote in in the, the book or a piece of this. There there are a few characters that I know of, certainly personally that don't light up a crowd at a baseball game or a hockey game as if you show the crane kick and you cut to me sitting there with you know my pretzel in my hand Mm -hmm. it is a it is a roar of like the hometown hero so in that respect there's so so many times uh very few sporting events i could go to when i don't start hearing you're the best around or the glory of love <laughs> and see them teeing up that guy with the handheld camera that uh, it's usually met with a big roar. So uh, which is really, uh, you know, rewarding, flattering and uh, lends itself to me saying it must be a sports movie. Uh, the new book, again, Waxing on the Karate Kid and Me by Ralph Macchio is available now wherever you get your books. And again, seasons one through five, all streamable on Netflix uh, right now, and then of course, the Karate Kid showed it to my kids multiple times. They know mm-hmm. it. It's great to watch with your family as well. Um, I look forward to the musical. Right, that's next. The musical. That's next. That's, that's what coming? they're saying. Yeah, okay. supposedly uh, next year. Robert yeah. Mark Heyman, who wrote the original film, uh, it's you know, it just it's, it's unbelievable. It keeps it's on rocking. It's unbelievable. So, congrats on that in advance, and Thank we'll have you. you back on for that too, Ralph. That's great, man. Thanks. Thanks for the support on the book, and always great to see you, man. Right back at you. That's Ralph Macchio right here on The Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we'll empty the phone banks. What a great, fun conversation. How about how about Joe Pesci right there? <laughs> F and D. Dear Killer. Dear Killer. That sounds about right. No, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Dear Killer. <laughs> empty the phone banks and Mike Evans and the officials. Normally, that's pass interference type stuff, but not this time around. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. When you open a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set and to help you follow your own passions and reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. 16 body types. You can have a choice of gas or diesel engines. There's thousands of ways to customize a Sprinter van that's capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now is the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. We didn't talk about this yesterday because we were more focused on the actual football. Mike and Mike Evans dropping that ball that started the um, the slide yesterday uh, on Sunday of the, the Bucks in Carolina. But... The video of Mike Evans coming off the field in Carolina and being met in the tunnel by uh, an official coming up to him with a piece of paper and a pen and watching Mike Evans write something down on that piece of paper made everyone think that the official was asking Evans for his autograph. Well, it wasn't an autograph apparently he was asking for. It was a phone number for a golf lesson to give his this number to a buddy of his to give Mike Evans a golf lesson? Yeah, they went to the same college, Texas A&M, and Mike Evans is apparently getting into golf, and this guy was going to offer up a local pro to help teach Mike the game. Well, the, the league sent out a statement saying it wasn't an autograph that, that, that the official asked for while saying that this is not going to be, uh, I mean, he's been reprimanded, but Jeff Lamberth was the uh, official and two and another official, Trip Sutter. Both have been reminded of the importance of avoiding the appearance of impropriety while interacting with players, coaches, and club staff on game day, including during the pregame and postgame time periods, I'll say. But it was up to Mike Evans to talk about it. I mean, this is a statement. And Mike Evans, getting set for Thursday Night Football, was available to the media today and said this. I wasn't signing my autograph, I'll tell you that. Uh, I talked to a lot of officials. They were all human beings. Um, he's a nice guy. Um, so he was talking about you know, golf. That's all we were talking about. Golf. There you go. And I, I feel for the official um, being, you know, having his propriety called into question, but it's his fault. The number of Zooms I sit through, and I apologize to my colleagues at the Human Resources at the NFL, but we we are we like they will take me off the air if I do not go through the Zoom process and videos that I have to see and make sure I understand about what's expected of an NFL employee. I and you know and and some of them they they give you a quiz and the, and you can't believe you're being asked the most basic questions. It, 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 if they have a Zoom for officials, is it okay for you to hand a piece of paper and a pen 
to a player and and uh, get a phone number in the tunnel after a game? What do you think the answer to that question is? Of course not. I'm sorry. I get upset because, you know, again, I, I, t- I take it very personal about doing my job and making sure that everybody wants to watch this sport and know everything's on the up and up. And, I, again, I feel for this official, Jeff Lamberth, Hey, Jeff, people are going to think that you're on the take for this sort of thing. It's that simple. And, and you know what? I, and I, I, I know he might be a nice guy, but it's just what a, what a waste of energy this is. I don't think you should. It seems like it's really hurting your soul, man. I don't Dude, think you should allow it to, to crush you like that. It's very upsetting. That we all have a role to play in a public in a public forum to make sure that nobody thinks that, you know, Mike Evans. Next time this guy can he call another game for the Bucks this year? No chance, no chance. What if he's on a play and Mike Evans is you know gets interfered with, you know, or or um, or he's not interfered with and he catches a ball? What next? Yeah, Mike just told you what happened. That's not enough. That's right. not enough to end it. I hope so. Okay. I get upset. About, also, I'm think sorry. about the times it's that this like, has happened and on, there man. wasn't anyone I'm watching. Sure, it's I'm sure. probably happens. And I, I'm, I'm just and glad. After I'm the glad, game. I'm glad it's an innocent explanation. Rich, could you usa for me one time before we go? Just well, actually, there's you, a better way to do it. You, there's you a better, but Jeremy in West Virginia. Let's end this show. <laughs> on Jeremy, let's go. What's up, Jeremy? Make hey, Rich how smile. How you doing, man? First time, long time. What's going on? My wife was in earlier in Michigan. 95 to 98. Fantastic. So we wow. love you guys. Great time to be there. National championship. What do you got on your mind, Jeremy? Fingers crossed. I was just calling in to yell out, Eberflus! <laughs> okay. Very good. Well you feel better? Way to hold it. You feel better? <laughs> Is that okay? No, I mean, okay. do you feel you? I'm asking about you, you do you feel better about it now? I, I feel okay. I'm a diehard Eagles fan, so I'm just rooting for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a Bears fan. Anything against Brady? All right, do you want to scream out? Do you want to scream out Sirianni? Sirianni! Very good. My boy, go Knicks! Oh, gosh. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Go Knicks. He's an Eagle fan who's rooting for the Knicks, screaming Eagle Bafloos. I know we're up against it, but Bailey Zappi just told WEEI that he did not know he was going in in the game in the fourth drive. So unclear what the plan was. What are we doing? Oh, boy. Good to know. Gosh. You know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What a mess. It doesn't matter. Patricia! (laughs) Doesn't hit the same. How about Judge? Judge! I might be screaming that during the free agency period. Joe Burrow on tomorrow's show. Joe Burrow. We'll see you then. Joey Burrow.